So tonight, in the spirit of Halloween, I am going to do the brief story of the Headless Horseman. Why? Because he's awesome! And it's my podcast, so I do what I want to do. So we start off at the end of the Second War, and the Scourge are ravaging the land. Orcs have broken free of internment camps that they were imprisoned in. The Alliance has pretty much, at this point, fallen apart. The Gilneans now hide behind the Grey Main Wall. The High Elves of Kelthloss have given up on the humans they helped during the war, due to some rumors that the humans burned down a lot of forests and shit. I can neither confirm nor deny these allegations. Anyways, so apparently there's a plague going around, and a massive army of undead scourge tearing through Lordaeron. Kel'Thuzad, again, has straight up unleashed hell. These fools are ghosting anyone they come across. At this time, a brave knight named Sir Thomas Thompson, a paladin of the Silver Hand, is kicking ass and taking names. And he's not alone. Along with the boys, he's got Prince Arthas Menethil himself, along with the great Uther. They were working together as the prince investigated the source of the plague that was ravaging the land, which led them to Stratholm. Yeah, that's right, Stratholm. Side note, I've got Rivendare's now. Just saying. At this time, the prince orders the purging of Stratholm, but both Uthar and Thomas refuse. They refuse the order because genocide is whack as hell, bro. Even Jaina Proudmoore, who was at the time the love of Arthas' life, begged him to change course and not take this action. But Arthas being Arthas is like, nah, bro, these fools gotta go. I'm a ghost em. Now, Sir Thomas said, nah, big dog, I'm good on that, and I'm out. So anyways, Arthas does purge that shit. Ghosted them all. Damn. After that gangster-ass purge, Sir Thomas Thompson is stationed in a small village where he faces multiple tragedies about to take place in his life. For this man, the train is literally about to go off the rails. The supplies provided by Baron Rivendare were running horribly low. And then Baron Rivendare pulled a dick move and sent them grain full of plague. Overnight, wham, thousands of villagers that homeboy was swore to protect were now turned into undead scourge. You know, the ones he swore to protect them from? Man, that's lame. At this time, they did not realize that it was in the grain. At this time, they had no idea what was causing the plague. Worse yet, Thomas would now have to fight his way out of that village. Yeah, this meant slaughtering the very same villagers. And this boy slaughtered every last one he could get his hands on. And he was sending them zombies to the forever box. A straight retribution pally-style smoke-checking on these fools. Of course, he believed that what had taken place now, this was all his fault. That he should have seen Baron Rivendare's motives and agenda long before. How could he have been fooled so easily? His homies in the Silver Hand, they tried their best to assure him it was not his fault and nothing could have been done. But of course he could never believe this. He could not overcome these failures. Meanwhile, Alexandros Morgrain had the Dwarves of Ironforge craft the Great Blade Ashbringer. If you don't know about the Ashbringer, look that up because it's an epic piece of ass kickery. Anywho, it was designed to smoke those undead chumps once and for all. But as for Sir Thomas Thompson, 
still blamed himself and was sent home to recover. On his way home to his fam, wifey, two kids, he finds out that Prince Arthas Menenthal, you know old boy who purged Stratholme, had gone to his father, King Terence Menthol, and murdered him. He was freaking dead. Bruh. Ghosted by his own son. Now them Scourge boys under Arthas are hella more powerful. Yet again, Sir Thompson blames himself. Not for defying the prince's orders, but again not seeing the corruption of yet another person. For not seeing that Arthas was turning bad in the first place. Now Sir Thompson is beyond depressed. Even his two children were like, how did this happen? Why did Arthas do these horrible things? So Thomas told them a story. When you ask why Prince Arthas did those bad things, he did them because those were the easy choices. It would have been much harder to stay and fight for Gordoron. Good people have died doing just that, but no one said following the light would be easy. It's hard to be selfless and honorable. It's hard to fight the good fight. If it weren't hard, it wouldn't be heroic. Not gonna lie, that's a pretty good speech. Sir Thompson, being an individual who strives to always do the right thing and was always crushed by his failures, even when they weren't his fault, we have all in common. Now he gets word that Jaina Proudmore is putting together a crew of people to join her and travel far away to Kalimdor, where it's supposedly safer. Supposedly. So he tells Wifey for her safety to take the kids and bounce, to go with Jaina to the safe land. Ish. But Wifey refused, and demanded to stay by his side. She feared if she left, they might never see him again. So he agreed, and he let them stay. Then, in yet more bad luck and unfortunate news, he receives word that his boy Uthar Lightbringer himself had been ghosted by Arthas and those Scourge boys. Aw, snap. He was the man of the Silver Hand, the leader, the best of the best. Yet he had fallen in the city of Anderhall, and many paladins fell with him. All the brave ones. What can we do? What chance do we have to defeat them now, he thought. Side note, Uthar was his mentor and friend. In fact, Uthar was also mentor and friend of Arthas. So, offing him was kind of a dick thing to do, Arthas. Yeah, looking at you, bro. So he was beyond devastated when this news came. Now he begs Wifey to roll out because he could not bear the loss of his family. He begged her to journey to Kalimdor before it was too late. Now his wife, realizing the hurt he had suffered, she agreed. And the very next day, she took those kids and she tried to go. What they did not know is a massive storm had come to the harbor and they would never make it offshore. Damn, that's lame. Now believing his family had made it to safety, he knows he has to do something. He has to finish this. So the brave paladin returned to the Silver Hand, ready to finish these fools once and for all. Now, skip ahead a little bit, because Sir Thompson fought bravely against the Scourge for another four years, under the leadership of the badass Mograin, the Ashbringer. He was a faithful and dedicated Scourge-ass-whooping machine. Well, back to Sir Thompson. Sir Thompson fought for the Silver Hand, but would soon become obsessed with vengeance. And then Alexander Mograin, the Ashbringer, was murdered by his own son, too. 
Seems to be a lot of that going around these days. Again, looking at you, Arthas. After this event became the rise of a new order called the Scarlet Crusade. And the Scarlet Crusade had one goal. To cleanse the land forever of the stupid scourge. And they did not mess around. However, Sir Thompson did not know that under Sidon Dathrahan, he became a fanatic. FYI, Dathrahan is not who he seems. Not knowing the true agenda, Sir Thompson joined many of the raids with the Scarlet Crusade. They slaughtered entire villages. And one fateful night, in the middle of slaughtering every man, woman, and child, damn, fate would retaliate, and he murdered his own wife and kids, not realizing they had never made it aboard that ship. It wasn't until he saw their faces he knew. By the time he realized what he had done, it was too late. Because of this action, man, he was driven mad and locked away in a cell. He would constantly speak horrific rhymes that haunted the guards, you know, the creepy stuff we always hear him saying. Eventually, he was let out, as being locked away had done him no good. He was released again to fight the scourge, but man, he went mad. He was killing everyone and anything he could find. He came to believe that everyone was scourge, in hiding, and must all be purged. Kinda deluded. After slaughtering many of his own damn paladins, he was beheaded, ending his madness. For now. Later, Dathrahan, who had other ideas and plans, later resurrected Thomas and warped his body and his mind, becoming what we know is the Headless Horseman. They did, however, give him a sick-ass mount. What, what? Yeah, I'm flexing that mount. He is cursed to forever wander the lands, not only believing he's alive, but insane, batshit crazy, and attempting to purge everything, scourge and will never succeed. That's brutal. Set of failure. And that, my people, is the tragic tale of the Headless Horseman. I hope you all have a safe and fun, happy Halloween. Well, the best you can, thanks to yet another year of COVID lameness. Good luck getting that mount as well. Luckily, I've had it for years. Yeah, I'm flexing that mount. Yet I still can't get Invincible or Time Loss Pro to drink with my lame ass. I'm at like 319 mounts. Still can't those. Still so lame. Now, if you would like to follow this podcast for more lore and many more projects in the works, see Casual Morgan on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Everyone have a happy Halloween and peace out. (laughs) 